Welcome to Side Character Quest. That is a very strange thing for me to say out loud, and it's probably very strange for you to hear from me, Colin Parker, the pod boss of the Scavengers Network, which is the podcast network that Side Character Quest is on. Uh, what we've got for you today is something very exciting and very special. Uh, if you haven't heard the announcement, everyone, or most everyone on the network is doing what we call a Scavengers Network Scramble. We are taking all the creators from multiple shows, throwing them in a hat, and then drawing them out and throwing them into different pots of different shows' sauces. That surely is a metaphor that works. Uh, And so I am from Myth Takes, Journey Under 30, and Apotelesma, and I am going to be doing the DMing for this because I basically do that on Myth Takes. And our adventurer today is... Aaron King. Hello. I am Hello, the co-host of uh, Crossroads Minute currently. Mm-hmm. I am the co-host of the now-wrapped Newsies Minute, uh, which mm-hmm. wrapped up at the end of December. I am the co-host of FMK All Day, and I am one of the authors on Wet Hot American Moon Juice. So is that all of the shows that I do on the network? Yeah, I mean, we Are all there, also <laughs> do. <laughs> we all do Scavengers Hunt, um, right. so I guess you can count that if you want. Um, and uh, you said FMK, that's right. Oh, okay. Thanks for the lyrics. I was like, why do I feel oh, like I'm right. forgetting one yes. of my shows? And I'm also Brand one new. of the co-hosts on Thanks for the Lyrics, which is a Fallout Boy uh, lyric discussion podcast that just started last month, and we haven't recorded in a while because we had such a backlog of pre-recorded episodes. So, and I haven't edited this week's yet, so I kind of forgot that podcast existed for a hot second there. Uh, And there is, for the first time ever on Side Character Quest, there is actually a third party involved with the recording of this episode. Uh, Everyone, please say hello to Dr. Pepper. Hello, Dr. Pepper. You know, Colin, it's... I don't know if the bubbles sound. I, I don't know if the mic is catching up the sound of the bubbles. Probably not. You know, it's funny you should mention that, because you remember how I told you that I wasn't going to tell you my character name until we were recording? Is your name Dr. Pepper? Do you remember how my character's a veterinarian? Oh, my God. My That's character hilarious. is one Dr. Pepper Soda, but, you know, that you, you so can call funny. her Dr. Pepper. Dr. Soda sounds so formal. Um, right. And She's just a physician. Right. And she has a a twin brother who was also in veterinary school, but didn't finish before Mm. running off to join a rogue band of merry individuals. And so and so he's not a doctor. So he's just Mr. Pib Soda. (laughs) That is so good. So, yeah, man, I love that. Yeah, the minute James told me that we were that you and I were doing this scramble together, I was like, "Well, I know my character name." I mean, that's so good. <laughs> oh man, Doctor Pepper! Look, if ever there was a time for you to sponsor the for Scavengers Network, real. now is the time. There is a canonical character named Doctor Pepper. Please don't sue. Um, <laughs> so let's see. Why don't we? Let's just kind of work our way through. I know we sort of glanced not glanced over but we sort of briefly mentioned it but let's go through the actual like you know tell me about your character section that ty has written down sure Uh, so what is your class and what is your species let's kind of do those in one okay so i am a forest gnome cleric um forest gnomes are there's i guess there's two different um sub species of gnome there's the forest gnomes and the rock gnomes and the Mm -hmm. rock gnomes are a lot hardier and more likely to um like they have a really high constitution and all and the forest gnomes are 
essentially like the the Disney princess of the gnome world. They are they have a strong affinity for animals and wildlife and nature. And being that Pepper is a veterinarian, that seemed like the route to go. So okay, and she is a cleric. Um, right. She follows um, Clifford the Big Red God. God, yes. Um, he is the patron saint of abandoned puppies. And how is Clifford spelled? Let's make sure that we, you know, uh, get that out there too. Yes, I believe it was K-L-I-F-F apostrophe capital O-R-D. I believe so. I believe that was what we decided. Um, I've already lost it. That's weird. I know. I was it actually going to go double check it and it's already gone. It was in the chat. It didn't fit on my fill my fillable character sheet. The, um, the sections don't like the text doesn't get smaller as you keep typing. So I can only fit so much before it turns into a scrolly thing, which yeah. doesn't print properly. So I didn't write that down on the character sheet, but I'm pretty sure that was, we definitely didn't spell it like Clifford, the big red dog. We, right. uh, correct. We shifted it a little bit, but yeah. Right. That makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, and then wait, where's the, I've already lost the questions. Okay. There we go. So what motivates your character? Um, well her, she lives by the, the medical tenet of first do no harm. So mm -hmm. she is not going to be quick to get into battle. She is not, she's always going to try to smooth things over with words first um, she's more likely to run away than engage in fisticuffs. But in terms of what like is motivating her specifically, she is trying to track down her brother who did run off um, because her parents miss him and she misses him. And he got in involved in a, for lack, for lack of a better description, the group that he has joined up with is sort of a Robin Hood-esque type group where they are right. trying to make the world a better place, but through kind of illicit and maybe not the most lawful means. Mm. Um, so while the group means well, they do kind of leave a bit of chaos in their wake. Uh, they follow the um, feline god Garfield, um, who is, you know, somewhat chaotic. And if if there is a god who just knocks shit off counters. Right. Um, yes. That would be Garfield. That is just the way that that God and all of their followers do things. So, yeah. So Pepper is trying to, you know, track down her brother as she travels from town to town, offering up her veterinary services to anyone in need. Uh, okay. Perfect. Um, and... Let's see. Is there anything about your character that is really important to you that you want to make sure that, you know, we like address or that we know about um, like before we get into everything, you know, because we're basically we're doing this in a one shot. We're doing this in a limited amount of time. Yeah. So, you know, what, what is there anything specifically that you know that you want the viewer to know or to see? Um, no, I think I pretty much covered all of it. She's not, um, I kind of played, I told you before this, I kind of played fast and loose with her stats because mm -hmm. she is a very, she's a gnome, so she's very tiny. So she's pretty right. dex and, and also good at like, you know, convincing animals to take pills they don't want to take and so forth. So she's pretty dexterous, but she's not particularly strong right. and she's not the smartest. Like she did pretty she's book smart not street smart like she did pretty mm. well on her exams 
Um, but and and she can figure out, even though she is an animal doctor, she can figure out how to kind of apply those skills in the event that there is a humanoid person who needs right assistance but it's gonna be a lot of um kind of trial by fire with her Mm, so okay so yeah and so so she's book smart uh so she's like the antithesis to john mulaney Street smarts, no? Okay. Well, oh, if you're okay. a John Sorry. Mulaney fan, I'm out like, there, I don't get that reference. <laughs> you're fine. Hey, if you are a John Mulaney fan, that one's for you. Okay. <laughs> Welcome well, to podcasting with me, Colin. I get no references. It's okay. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's okay because every now and then I get them all, and then sometimes there are ones that go way over my head. What I feel really bad about, actually, as a podcaster, the worst ones are when you do get a reference, but somehow it didn't register during the recording. Yes. So someone makes a great joke, so you just go, uh-huh, and then you move on. Mm-hmm. And then, like, later on as you're, like, editing or something like that, you go back and you go, oh, my God, that was such a good joke. Yes. How did I miss that? <laughs> um, okay, so let me ask you one last question sure. uh, before we, like, get into the narrative. So you said that you live in, like, a small farming a community yes um where it, it, does that place have a name and is it near anything in particular out on the map uh probably <laughs> okay uh, well, i didn't come up with it ahead of time it's called mm-hmm. um luden is the name luden? of the town okay. luden just like the cough drop that's sitting on my desk um <laughs> and it's I don't see I couldn't figure out I was looking at the map trying to figure out where this town would be and I'm bad at maps and so I was trying to look at the map and also read the descriptions and I'm like I I don't know I figure it's in like the valleys of some mountains or like at the base of some mountains um okay yes actually that that works. I think that what we could maybe do is if we can put them, since you're a gnome, I feel like maybe it would make sense to have it somewhat close to the mine. Okay. Like the Eastern Falls in the old mine. Okay. Um, Yeah, because it irrigates many farms and ends in a large uh, lake near Cirque. Okay. Yeah. I think that that's a, I think that's a, a, a perfect place. So it's like not directly at the old mine and the falls, but it's, you know, it's a little bit down river. We'll say it's like a little east of there. Okay, that works. Um, I'm going to make sure I write that down. Yeah, sorry. I probably should have prepped that one, but I was like, I don't know geography at all, especially when it's made up. You're totally fine. (laughs) Okay, so here we are. You awake one morning, Pepper. And it feels as if it is any other day for you. You wake up in your little hometown of Luden, and once again you see the same people going about their normal daily business. Everything feels fine, everything feels normal, but for you, it's not. Something's been eating away at you, and that is the disappearance of your dear brother, Mr. Pibb. Yep. And you've, you've been thinking about this for a while. You've been thinking about how much your family misses him, how much you miss him. And it's, it's time to go get him back, especially after hearing some particularly troubling rumors about what he might be up to. Um, 
can you walk us through like the exact feeling that you had back when you were first told by someone in town, someone passing through town, um, happened to mention a particular band of roguish boys who were getting up to no good. And you could have sworn one of them fit the description of your brother. Okay. Um, how did, how did that make you feel? Um, not great. So I haven't seen Pib since he just up and left our veterinary school. We trained at, um, you know, we, we, we both grew up worshiping Clifford and we trained at Clifford's monastery. Um, specifically, you know, there's, you know, all of the clerics can kind of choose which track of healing they want to go into. And we had both Mm -hmm. chosen the, the veterinary track. And so, you know, we were studying together and, you know, like we've always done everything together. We were studying everything together. And then all of a sudden, just one day he started, like, he wasn't doing his work and wasn't doing his projects, um, and was showing up late to labs and it was just really unsettling and, and not like him. Um, and so when he just full on disappeared one day, that was not completely unexpected because there had been signs, but it did definitely kind of shake our whole family. And so when we started, you know, I had always intended to try to find him and I would occasionally, you know, when people were coming through town, I would ask, you know, after him, I didn't really know, where he'd gone or who he was with. So when this, you know, out of town adventurer came through and, you know, I asked after, you know, have you heard any, you know, have you seen anybody or heard of anybody who fits this description? Can you tell me anything? And they said, yeah, there was this group of Garfield followers that were, you know, kind of wreaking havoc and being generally drunk and disorderly, but also like doing some good work in spite of it. Um, I was like, okay, well, you know, that definitely sounds like Pib and the physical description definitely sounds like Pib. So it got me kind of thinking, you know, now that I have an idea of where he might be, I can, you know, maybe, maybe I can go try to find him and, you know, talk some sense into him and maybe bring him back home. Or at least if he wants to continue this lifestyle that he's chosen, that's fine, but he needs to at least like stay in contact and right you know not just At totally ghost tell the mom family. and dad what's up yeah exactly sure. yeah mom and dad are super not happy about this so it would be you know really good if he if i could track him down and at least i like it, it was it was exciting to to hear about this it was unsettling to you know kind of find out that the the track that i was afraid he had taken is in fact the track that he's taken but right. it's exciting to now have a lead um, to know that he's probably alive, um, is always, always a good thing. So, yeah. And one, one last question about this whole situation. So he didn't leave a note at all. Nope. Right. When he left, he, so he just up and up and vanished in the middle of the night. Yep. Went out drinking mm. with some friends and just never came back. Mm. That pesky Mr. Pitt. I know. Um, well, you... It's like I said, today is kind of a different day for you. Today's the day, you know, whether you woke up knowing ahead of time that you were definitely going to go today or if it was just a matter of at the back of your head, something was telling you, this is it. This is the moment. I have to go after him and it has to be today. 
So what do you pack up to bring with you? Um, well, so I've got, you know, my, my little explorers pack with all of the kind of necessities. I've got a wooden shield that actually used to be Pibs. It was um, from childhood. It was when we used to play, you know, when we used to play at, at fighting and stuff. Um, so mine broke a long time ago because Pib hits pretty hard. Um, like mm. you wouldn't know it to look at him because he's a scrappy little guy, but like he hits real hard. Uh, so my shield cracked a long time ago, but he still had his because my little noodle arms couldn't manage to break it. Um, so I pack that up just as a little bit of extra protection. I've got my dagger. Um, I've got my slingshot. I've got my holy symbol, um, which is the focus for my, for my spell casting. It is, um, it kind of looks like a cross, but it's made out of two like Scooby snack looking dog bones. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, I got and I got that is one, one bigger or are they both like, is it like an equal? Yeah, like it's more almost of, like a plus sign or is it more like a like traditional what humans like in Earth would see as a cross? It's more like a plus sign. Um, OK, so, yeah. And it's it's also just wood, but it's painted a really pretty gold. And I did sprinkle a little bit of glitter on it just to make it extra pretty. Oh, I mean, hey, look, if you're going to have a holy symbol, why would you not make it glittery? You know what right? I mean? That's what I'm saying. That's what that's that's what you know. That's what I think every religion is missing. Just a little bit of glitter. I agree. Um, <laughs> so uh, you have woken up. Have you woken up like particularly early this day, or is it just sort of your normal time? No, it's it's a little bit early. Um, I'm typically up with the sun, but today I was up a little bit before the sun to get everything packed up and like double and triple check that I had everything. Um, and I do want to get out of the house before my parents are awake because I, I plan on leaving a note, unlike some people, but I know that right. they will try to dissuade me from going because they don't want to lose both of their kids, which which makes sense. I understand it, but also somebody's got to go after him and I don't think they're going to be the ones to do it. So right, it's right. got to be me. So you pass by the the baker kind of preparing his first... Uh, you know, bread of the day, you pass by a lot of the normal farm workers that are out there, you know, both doing normal spell casting um, that, you know, you would use in uh, greeneries, um, but also the, some of just the traditional land work that you would see a farmer doing by hand, um, whether it's, you know, dragging a plow, um, you see people planting seeds, you see people watering uh, the fields. Um and you make your way out of town uh, pretty much just undetected. A couple people wave, you know, and go, hey, Pepper, or doctor, you know, and mm -hmm. kind of nod their heads. Um, but there's never been any reason for anyone to suspect that you would leave. So there's just sort of nothing stopping you. And you reach the edge of town. And I guess the only question that I have before you take that last step is besides going to the monastery to learn. Have you ever stepped out of this town to really go anywhere? Not really. I've been to a few of the neighboring villages to, you know, help when medical help is needed. Mm. But pretty, it's, it's pretty much all been within like the same, you know, I, I, I've never, Region. I've never done more than like a day's walking trip there and back. Um, I've mm. never been anywhere that I couldn't get there, you know, walk there and get home before dark. Sure. Um, and so 
this is kind of, I guess, a pretty momentous occasion for you. This is the first time that you're really just actually kind of going out there and there's no real plan. You know of the last place that your brother and his band of unmarry men um, <laughs> were last seen, but it, this is this is entirely different for you. And this is, I'm sure, perhaps maybe even a little scary. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's exciting and scary. I'm I'm mm. I'm nerve sighted. I feel that I feel that I, as a normal human being, uh, I feel like that is a little bit how I am. Yep. <laughs> um, so you start to walk. You are making your way towards the town of Asiv, um, and it's it's going to be a bit of a bit of a uh, journey. Um, you have. Uh, basically two different paths that you can go. Uh, you could potentially walk down by the river and then at a certain point, you know, you would have to, uh, to jump back on toward the, towards the main roads, or you can take the main roads that head through, um, a little bit of kind of very hilly countryside, um, some kind of minor mountains. Okay. Uh, what path seems the way of the gnome to you? Um, I think I'm going to go the mountain path. I am more comfortable okay. on foot than I am, like on foot through mountains than I am, you know, traversing down close to the water. Um, I've sure. I've heard okay. that there are like pirates that, that sometimes sail that river. And so like, you know, on their way from one place to another. And so I just... I mean, there's highwaymen on the road too, but usually only at night. And so I think it's easy. It's it's probably safer if I just go on foot um, through the mountains sure. and avoid the water. Right. You make your way towards the Crow's Pass. Okay. Um, it is a kind of small set of mountains, uh, but it has just so many trees that sort of cover the walkway and everything like that. And it's uh, basically famous for, I mean, what it's named after, right? Just all there's always just a crap load of these birds, um, you know, just sort of hanging out, cawing and flying overhead. Um, and essentially, this is sort of where they all sort of end up at some point to make their way towards any other point in this world. Okay. Um, no one quite knows why they flock to this area. There's nothing in particular that's that different. Uh, than any other area other than just the amount of trees um, that gives them sort of visibility to most of the areas uh, for miles on end. Um, and so you start making your way through this hilly area uh, with the crows kind of cawing and flying over. Um, and uh, we get to a uh, a turning point in the road. There is a, uh, there's a fork in the road and unfortunately, you're not sure which one of them actually leads you to, uh, what was the name of the city? Oh, Asif. Okay. Oh, I was going to say and Avis. you're not sure which of the <laughs> two, close. uh, you're not sure which one of them leads you to Asif. Um, and that is kind of concerning. Um, one way looks slightly more, uh, more so than the other, um. Uh, hilly, but kind of more open. Uh, and the other side has a lot more trees hanging over, but looks like flatter land. Um, and as you are looking around, uh, that is when you hear, Psst. 
Okay, here's where I do a character voice, and we see how long it takes for you, I, and the listeners to get real annoyed. Um, y- yes? Hello? It's- Hey, you. It, is someone there? Yeah, hey. Up here. I look up. Just behind the sign that has faded long ago, that, you know, points you in either direction, if you kind of lean over to the side and look just behind it, you can see where there was a small patch of, of uh, flowers that used to grow there. Um, and amongst these flowers is a uh, very small scarecrow. Like, it's very odd that it was made this small. It's almost like a doll-sized scarecrow. Uh, and it very clearly did not work because the flowers are long dead. Um, but it is a scarecrow that is uh, made in the fashion of a, uh, well, to be honest with you, it's a taxidermied rat. Oh, dear. <laughs> and someone has drawn, not drawn, someone has sewn it little clothes, um, but it is taxidermied, so it can't move on its own. But it's just sort of sitting there with its little paws up, and, it, and it's going, hey, you. Up here, and he's on his he's on his little like pedestal like thing. Um, hello. Um, are I I assume you're talking to me because there's nobody else here. But are 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 you talking to me? Well, there's no one else here, so I guess I must be talking to you. Can you let me down from here? Everyone always ignores me. Oh, I mean, of course. Um, how tall? So I'm going to go over to the pedestal. Um, how tall mm-hmm. is this thing? This thing is. Wait, how tall are you again? Um, I feel like. Hold on, let me confirm. Just did you write it down? Real. I think I said about two feet, but now I want to double check. Oh, gnome's average slightly over three feet tall. Okay. But I'm a little short. So, I'm I'm a little on the short side, so I'm like you know two eleven. Mm-hmm. So this thing is like basically like its feet are right at your eye level. Okay. So, you know, you would have to sort of maybe tippy toes in order to really grab it and lift it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just sitting on this. Um, I, I keep saying a pedestal, but I'm not sure if that's really necessarily what it is. But like essentially because, you know, it's it's taxidermied and it's got this these little clothes on it. Right. Um, fashioned to make it look like a knight. Okay. Um, I realize I should specify that. It's not actual armor, but it's, you know, like gray and it's made to look like a suit of armor. And that suit is sort of like hung onto like a post. Okay. So it's just sort of like hanging off of it. Like the way you, a scarecrow would hang on the. Right. Okay. So, so right. is he tied on or is this a matter of like needing to lift him down? Um, why don't you do a. Yes. First roll of the game. What would that be? Perception? Perception. All right. I think that's perception. Well, that's a six. Uh, and that is, wait, perception is plus wisdom, so that's plus two. Well, no, that that that's was a, with the plus two. Oh, that's with the plus <laughs> yeah, two. Yeah, I rolled a four. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, you, I'm going to let the listener know. It is definitely very simply just like one little, like almost like a shoelace tied around it kind of thing, like as like a belt kind of thing. And somehow you just don't even see this thing. So you just think that it's just like attached to the pole itself. Okay. Um, okay. Can just give me just one second. I need to see if I can find something that I can 
like stand on so that I can get up there and get a little bit more leverage? Um, I'm just, I'm going to go look for a rock or, or, or a stump or something. I'll be right back, okay? Oh, okay. I mean, I guess I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> okay, um, so can I do, I guess, an investigation check? Uh, yes. To try to find something that I can lift and also stand on? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Ooh, that's a nat 20. Plus two. Jeez. Okay. So with nat 20, uh, you look around you and there are countless options. There is, uh, basically anything that you could possibly need that will get you to the height that you need to be, uh, like, a basically like a log, um, of a tree that has once fallen over, um, but is kind of sectioned, so it's easy to roll. Okay. Um, there is, uh, even actually, like, nearby, a little stool that someone must have, like, sat on, or, uh, it actually looks gnome size, so perhaps just like a sitting stool. Um, Perfect. I basically want... just a bunch of stuff that's been left around. I'm going to take the stool, and I'm going to take it over and climb up on it so that I can get, um... Sir, Sir Rat down from his little perch. I'm sure he has an actual name. I should probably, as, as I'm climbing on this stool, um, by the way, my name is Dr. Pepper. Um, what's yours? Uh, well, uh, I'm Riz. Riz? And it's very yeah, nice Riz. to meet you, Riz. Yeah, it's it's been a long time since I, I, I've been out here. It's really, I, this is gonna sound very strange. Am I dead um, well, I mean, you're, you're, you're talking to me, so you can't be True. all dead. I was, I haven't eaten anything in mm, probably like two years. Oh, well then, yeah, you, you probably, tell you what, let me get you down, and then, okay. um, and then I, I, I was about to stop for lunch soon anyway, and so I can share my lunch with you. And, and maybe that'll have you feeling better. But first, let's see if we can get you down from here. Uh, okay. And why don't you... You've got a dagger, right? Yep, I've got a dagger. All right. Just, um... Uh, you know what? Actually, I'm, I'm going to let you do an animal handle, handling. Handing, hand, no, that's handling. I don't know why, <laughs> but because it's on a PDF and it's, like, kind of small for me, the L is almost non-existent. When it's kind of like zoomed out. So anyway, animal All handling. Right. Um, since it is technically an oh. animal. Oh, that was a bad roll. That was a nat one, but I do get plus two. Well, a nat one is 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 a, just a critical failure. But the plus um, two is for effort, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, so he's expecting you to let I him I did down mention my tiny weak noodle arms, right? <laughs> that's true. You did. Uh, and so basically what happens is, is you forget to hold on to him before you cut the little rope. Oh, no. Uh, and he falls the three feet straight down. Oh, oh, oh uh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? You know, I, I, I guess I am dead because I didn't feel a thing. Oh, well, I mean, I, I guess that's good. I suppose. I also haven't moved in two years and... I, Okay, one last question before you do. Sh I, you've been very kind, and you said you were going to share your lunch. I absolutely Could will. Could you just scratch my nose? I can't scratch my nose. Oh, sure. So I reach over, and I give his, his nose a little scratch. 
Oh, thank God. That's been that's been bothering me for about six months oh, now. Oh goodness. Oh well, uh, what what brings you to the to the Crow's Pass? It's you know we don't get many people here. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to find my brother. I had heard that he might have recently passed through Asiv with some friends of his, but. I don't, I, I find that I don't actually know how to get there. I was hoping that the signs would guide me, but the signs seem to be quite faded and broken. And as I'm saying this, I'm getting, you know, I'm setting up a little picnic for us. Um, oh, using the, What's in the picnic? Um, I'm using the stool as like a little table. And so I've laid a little cloth napkin out and I have some bread <laughs> and some cheese and an apple that I'm going to use my dagger to cut into some slices. It's, it's a very simple meal, um, but, and I've got a little water skin that um only has it's i've only got one cup but you know i'm i'm willing to share that's very good okay let's do this i would like i would like riz to be able to move just so you know i because i realized that i because he is taxidermied i've made him in a into a situation where he can't move at all sure uh and uh that's not very helpful to you whatsoever and i don't want to have to keep being like can you move me can you thank well, me here can let me th- look up i know you said we don't need to use a spell slot, but let me double check just real quick um, what Lesser Restoration does, because that might be something that would last a little bit longer. Um, can end either one disease or one condition afflicting it. The condition can be blinded, okay. deafened, paralyzed, or poisoned. I think... I mean, he's paralyzed because he's or dead. Paralyzed. <laughs> yeah. He also doesn't have, like, inside, so maybe just paralysis because maybe it's just like a matter of like he can now move right because i think that if you made him alive again it's very possible that like because he doesn't have innards i don't know it is a very complicated situation that i put our put us right I, I basically just need to make him mobile so yeah i think yeah let me let me try um lesser restoration which i believe which also would you count that as a healing spell that's a healing I spell, would. right? Okay, so it will also give yeah. him uh, plus four HP. Okay. Um, so okay. let's see <clears throat> what happens when I do that. Now, it's been so long since I've played D&D. I think for, I just roll my D20, right? Yeah, and then it's plus your plus, spell modifier, yeah, plus which my, is wisdom, right? Uh, intelligence. Uh, plus intelligence. Yeah, they're, okay. I mean, they're the, yeah, they're the same. It's plus two. Okay, let's see. Lesser Restoration... That is a oh well that's a, a six plus two is an eight. It's not necessarily great, but like he doesn't really Can have... he move at all? Like I mean, uh, I would imagine it doesn't I mean, clearly an eight's not gonna restore full mobility and make him able to move right. the way a live uh, you rat know what? would. We'll say yeah, I'm gonna we'll we'll just say that. Like he can move on his own. Um He's not necessarily going to help you in a fight. Is though. he like a little bit jerky, you know? like those animatronic like puppy dogs yes, that you can walk yes, on the end exactly of a leash? It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly what it, what he's like. And so, you know, you cast this on him, and he says, "Oh my goodness, I could eat cheese." Yeah. Here, here, have some. And he actually reaches out and grabs the cheese and. If he could cry, there would be a tear Aww. in this moment. And he sniffs it, and he says, smells as good as the day that I last smelt it, which was probably a little over two years ago. And he eats up the cheese and is just very, very happy um, and says, you're, you're looking for Asif? Yes. Well, that one's easy. That one's down this sort of flat path 
with all the trees that kind of hang over it. Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much for telling me. Um, can I ask you a question? Another question? I don't see what uh, what would stop you. So go ahead. How did you end up in this situation? You know, that's a very good question. I remember being alive and, you know, being a rat, just because I am a rat, and I was going after, I think it might have been like an apple core, just to see if there was anything left over. And then there was some sort of adventurer who I guess didn't like me getting too close to his food, and uh, I remember him yelling something at me, and I turned to look at him, and then the next thing I know, I'm watching over this little, this little plot of land where there used to be this, uh, well, another little gnome who used to kind of come out here and tend to a little garden here. There was some flowers, there was a little bit of vegetables. Maybe it was kind of made to be a spot where people could rest and relax and just kind of eat and restore their balance or whatever if they were passing through. But, you know, one day that gnome stopped coming. And uh, the uh, farm here started to, to die out. And the crows, I think, realized that a rat isn't very scary to them. And they started picking at things. And, well, now we're here. Do you remember? If, was the gnome the one who put you up here? Or the one who killed you? Or I'm, I'm just... Oh, he wasn't the one who killed me. That, the one who killed me was definitely a human. Oh. Okay. Humans are not necessarily great, you know. Um, they can be pretty, pretty bad to the environment if you think that, about it. That is true. Um, although I found that, you know, everyone can can have that effect on their environment. Um, I, it's it's not just humans. I mean, I, I generally think that for the most part, people of of all races and species are good. But I, I have found that, um, yes, the humans do do tend to be a little. Less aware, careless. A, yeah, yeah, a little less aware of their impact on on the world around them. I I never hold it against elves because you know they live like basically forever. So like it's obviously their carbon footprint's going to be pretty big. But you know that's semantics of of of, of race. And I don't want to be sound like I'm some like little racist little rat. I just you know. You know humans litter a lot more than like dwarves. You yes, know that that's is, all it is. That is true. I have noticed that. So, so you don't, you don't know what happened to the gnome who, who put you up as a scarecrow? I don't. I mean, he was, he was pretty old, but, you know, he used to, he was nice. He, you know, just like you, he used to talk to me and used to have conversations with me and used to, you know, kind of keep me company. Um, I guess, you know, perhaps not a lot of people know how to speak to small animals. Uh, and so a lot of the times people get lost Whenever we do get people in this area, they get lost, and I try to tell them which way to go, and they frequently, I guess, just either can't hear me or don't understand me or something, or maybe they just ignore me, and sometimes they go the right way, and I go, okay, they get it out. Sometimes they go the wrong way, and, uh, well, the ones who go the wrong way, I've, I've never heard from again, so I guess they either got to where they were going, or something else got them. What, what is the other direction? If Asif is this way, then do you know what, what's down the other path? Oh, yes. Uh, it ta- it's, it's a very long path, but eventually you do get to Mount Rana. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of twists and turns in there, and 
I I gotta be honest. I have heard rumor that there might be a dragon. Oh my! But I don't know if dragons are real or myth or what. But if they are real, that might explain why people who go down that path don't make it back. Yes, I could certainly see how that would be the case. Um, I'm gonna assume that we probably have finished up lunch during this conversation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well. I think that I'm going to continue on my way down to Asif. Would you like to join me, or do you have some place that you need to be? I would love to leave this spot and never have to return if I can. The crows are very mean to me. Oh, well, I'll have a talk with them if you'd like. No, they, they're, they're kind of bullies. I like, don't, I don't want you to have to get, have to deal with their, their you know, they're just not nice. They're, we'll just, we'll move on. They're, you know, they're scavengers. You know? Okay. Well, yes, I've heard that scavengers can be, you know, very entertaining at times, but, you know, sometimes I suppose they're an acquired taste. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes their content is treasured. Sometimes, you know, it's just not for everyone. Who That's knows? That's true. They do tend to but, be a big community focused, but like within their own I, community. I have heard, <laughs> I have heard tale. Yes. Um, well, Shall we uh, drive our way to, uh, well, not, yeah, not drive, but, you know, shall we make our way to Asif? Yes, I think we should. I'm so glad to have company on this journey. I am so glad to have someone new to talk to that isn't a bully. So this is lovely. Um, and so the two of you start making your way down through this path. And uh, sure enough, even though there are a lot more trees, um, the crows don't seem to follow you down that path. Um, and, uh, you know, after a little while, you make your way through to the town, um, of Asiv, and it's kind of very similar to, to your town, it, but it's about twice the size, um, and a little bit more bustling. Okay. Um, there isn't like a major guard situation, but there certainly are a few people who are very clearly there to sort of act almost as if like a sheriff would in like a wild western kind of thing. Sure. Um, there's, you know, at least like a couple guys who are, or a couple guys and girls, you know, who are in charge of just sort of the safety of the overall area. Um, and as you get to town, um, one of them says, whoa, whoa, little one, where are you off to? Well, I, I mean, I may be small of stature, but I don't think that you need to speak to me like I'm a child. Um, my name is Dr. I, I do apologize. I appreciate that. You're right. I've. That that was a little rude of me. Oh, that was rude of me. The little comment was not okay. I'm so sorry. Please, please continue. No, that's all right. I appreciate the apology very much. My name is Dr. Pepper, and I am trying to find my brother. I had heard tell that he may have come through this this town on on on. I I don't really know what kind of business, but I had heard that he might have come through this town with some friends of his, and I'm hoping that maybe someone hmm. can tell me if there's. If, if they're still here or if they left, which direction they went, because my family misses him very much and we would really like to get him to come back home. Well, what you say a group of friends, um, could you tell me a little bit more about this group of friends? Well, so that's the thing. I haven't met them per se, but the person that I spoke to who said that they had seen them in town said that it was a group of around six or seven individuals. Um, they're all uh, perhaps not... Mm, yes. I suppose you might call them ne'er-do-wells, 
Um, my brother's a, a very, he's a very lovely person. He really is. But sometimes when an impressionable individual falls in line with um, a, a group of people who have very strong personalities, I, I, I don't know if my brother <sighs> was maybe acting on his best behavior. Um, he, yes, he has we've, recently, we've certainly had people like that come through our town for sure. For sure. Uh, your brother also, I'm assuming a gnome. Yes, we're twins. So he, he looks rather like me. Um, and I, what I was told was that he has, you know, I believe that all fates are equal and I am perfectly fine with him choosing to leave the religion that we grew up with to study under under a different god but i was told that this particular group follows garfield and so that might give a little more indication of which particular group of individuals i'm looking for um i oh, i've heard that I'm, I'm garfieldians aware. are a bit um different from from some other religious groups Yes, they are a little bit rambunctious, aren't they? Yes, that would be a good word for it. And to be honest with you, I feel as if, I don't know if this is part of just the fact that they travel a lot, or if it's a part of who they you know, worship, but they they certainly don't seem to bathe often, and they are quite odious. It's oh my. not It's not pleasant. For you know, to be to be certain, we have definitely dealt with followers of Garfield. Oh boy, it's okay. Well, I suppose so. You're mm, only one of them was a gnome. I did see this this one that you are speaking of. He was taken away, though. Oh, dear. Where was he taken to? Who took him? <sighs> this is a little embarrassing. We we do our best to keep the town safe here, uh, you know, and we're just three people, though. We can only handle so many things at once. There are a few farmers who know how to handle themselves as well, so they, they help. Kind of a Minuteman militia sort of situation. But... The, these followers of Garfield, they are rambunctious, but not exactly fighters, I guess, is a good way of putting it. There is a band of, well, cultists, to be quite honest with you, who live not that far away from here, who are also followers of Garfield. And um, I, I think that perhaps they take it a little bit more seriously. They heard about your brother and his friends, who are quite frankly, up to no good in our neighborhood and uh, causing quite a lot of trouble. Um, you know, Frank down the road, he has many tomato plants that have been very irreversibly damaged uh, because oh of this. Um, but you see, he was, your brother was taken in a bit of a brawl. Uh, some of the cultists came down. You see, if you look over here to your left and they, they point kind of off into the distance, but not too far. There's a sort of um, a, a, another mountain um, that is a part of the Crow's Pass, right? This this kind of um, long series of mountains. Um, and there's a mountain just on the edge of town. Uh, and it's basically the last mountain in the 
sort of pathway um, that separates, actually, interestingly enough, the two separate paths that you took or that you could have taken. Um, on the other side of those mountains is the other pathway that leads upwards towards Mount Rena. Um, and so uh, the guard here points up to the uh, mountain on the edge of town and says, if you squint a little bit, you can see that there's a little bit of an overpass right near the top of the mountain. Not quite at the tip, but, you know, most of the way up. Yes, I can there see is, there's a There's a series of cliffs there and a cave that leads to where they all reside. Well, the problem is, is that is where they are and that is where they took your brother. I don't know what they plan to do with him, um, but they took him and two other people from this Garfield followers of uh, of your brothers. The other four of their friends did run off uh, with their proverbial tails between their legs. But if you go and follow the path right down here and you climb to the top, you can make it to the Cliffs of Heath by sundown. Okay, well, thank you very much for all of your, your assistance. I really do appreciate it. And I'm sorry for anything that my brother did that may have been upsetting or detrimental to your town. It, uh, they, they were rambunctious, but not anything more than some of the teenagers that, uh, you know, when they're growing up, get up to. It was, it was damaging, but I, I think we'll manage. Truth be told, the cultists up the road, they're, they're kind of the bigger issue. They frequently come and demand animals to sacrifice to their god, and they come down for plants and for food and... Frequently, we just don't have the numbers to fight them, so they take what they want. Oh my um, goodness! But I do, I do wish you the best of luck in getting getting your friend back. Well, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Um, well, good luck, my little gnome friend. I I do hope that you find your brother. Thank you. So do I. Um, I'm going to turn to Riz and say. Well, Riz, if, if you don't want to come with me, I completely understand. It sounds like um, if these cultists are, in fact, followers, followers of Garfield who like to sacrifice animals, it, it might not be safe for you, and I would really hate for anything to happen to you. Well, here's what I think. I think that you should take me. I can't really do much in a fight, but what they don't know is that I'm actually already dead. So they can't sacrifice me. I might be good bait. Well, that's true, but that seems... I don't know. I can't ask you to do that. That's... That could really hurt you. You don't know. I mean, just because you're you're dead, and I know that you didn't feel anything when you fell off the pole, but I... I, I don't know what kind of sacrifices they might try to do. I mean, they could try to disembowel you, and... I mean, even if you're already dead, it seems like that would hurt an awful lot. And you know, it might... But no one has ever been nice to this rat until you. And so I feel as if I owe you a death debt. And so I I feel as if I should go with you. Okay, well, I'm I'm very glad to have you along. Um, Just promise me that you won't do anything foolhardy. Uh, Well, foolhardy is technically my middle name, but I will do my best. Okay. And so I guess we're... Going off to see some cultists. Uh, so 
just for the sake of time, we will sort of flash forward through the, there's like a definite montage of the two of you uh, making your way up through the paths and sometimes having to climb uh, smaller walls um, and having to use things in your, you know, thing like a 50 foot of hempen rope and you know, other such things. Sure. Um, and, um, you know, but you, you make your way up there and uh, sure enough, you make it there. Um, it is, um, it is the second day. Um, they, you know, the, they, they do tell you that they think you'll get there by sundown, but I think that they forget that, uh, gnomes do have shorter legs than, uh, average humans. So, As do you know, taxidermied rats. <laughs> yes, of course. So, you know, after resting at the edge of the mountain and, you know, all this other stuff and all this montaging. Hey, that means I see... get my spell slot back. It does. And that's actually why I did that. Just in case. Um. <laughs> You know, we see you uh, reach the top of the top of the cliffs, and so you are at the cliffs of Heath, and you are facing a large cavern in front of you, and there is a sort of warm glow uh, deep within this cave. Uh, what do you do? Oh my, um, well, I mean, I guess there's. This is the last chance that we might have to turn back. Are you sure you want to do this, Riz? It's now or never. Okay, then I guess let's do it. And I, I, I'm not going to say that I charge into the cave, but I do definitely walk very carefully forward, brandishing my <laughs> dagger. Okay. Um, and so you make your way through and you hear sort of this kind of... Um, this sort of deep, you know, kind of uh, foreign-languaged chant um, from deep within the cave. And it's it gets obviously louder as you get closer uh, until you come across a room where there is a, um, a sort of larger pit um, that has uh, a fire going in it. Uh, and you see some of these cultists who are standing over the, f the flame and they are carefully tending to it. Um, and there are some who are preparing some sort of, uh, who knows what, some sort of like larger, uh, um, it almost looks like a box, but it's very, like a rectangle, but it's very long. Uh, and they are, you know, putting in a bunch of, uh, of, of the vegetables from the town below. Uh, and you see uh, on the far side of the room, uh, your brother is tied up to uh, an elf and to a to a I didn't think this through <laughs> um, to a halfling. Okay. Sorry. Actually, let's do this, do this. You see him tied up to a half elf and a halfling. Okay. Um, and they are very clearly uh, in line with your brother because the three of them are all wearing the same thing. Um, but it is not the same thing as the cult of Garfield is wearing. They are all wearing uh, dark purplish robes, uh, most of which are pulled up over their heads, except for one who stands sort of near to your uh, brother and is looking over a rather large book on a podium. Okay. Uh, so what do you do here? No one has noticed you yet. Okay. Um... Or actually, no, you know what? 
Let's do, just because of, of, of all this, let's do a stealth check. Oh, good call. All right. To make sure that they haven't seen you. That is a... And to make sure we're doing rolls. That's a 12 plus 3, so 15. 15, I think that that's pretty good, actually. I think that a 15 definitely gets you unnoticed as you enter the room. Um, so... Uh, so what 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 do you do? Like when when you kind of essentially get the drop on this large room of people, um, what do you what do you say? What do you do? Um, okay, is there are there like any furniture pieces or anything that I can hide behind scattered around the room? Uh, yes, there's definitely like you know some bed rolls. There is some uh, larger chests, you know, like for like storing items in. Um, there is a rack where. There seems to be some sort of like weaponry. It looks more like just like a bunch of knives, really, of like of differing sizes. Um, and uh, there is a large table that is uh, kind of got like a tablecloth over it. Um, but uh, I mean, you know, so basically just sort of like almost like generic living room items, just not like sofas, because I don't think those necessarily exist back then, did they? I don't know. Um, I back don't then, know. I <laughs> back then in fantasy times. Um, yeah, so, and, and we're inside a cave, right? So it's like a big rock room. Right. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to motion for Riz to, like, hop on my back so that we can okay. move just a little bit faster, and I'm going to cast Minor Illusion on the okay. far, like, the ceiling in the far corner of the room um, to have it look like the the ceiling is starting to crumble just a tiny bit, just enough to serve as a distraction so that hopefully I can get the people to look over there so that I can dart over and, like, hide behind a piece of furniture. Okay. So that's a cantrip. So you technically just do that, right? I think so, yeah. I don't think that. I have to roll for a cantrip. Okay. So you've done—we're just going to let you do the minor illusion, right? Whether or not you're supposed to roll for it, we're not actually sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long um, since either of us has played d and I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've been doing nothing but Monster of the Week, basically, for, like, you know, uh, over a year. So yeah. it's been a long time. Uh, but— what I will say is, is if you're doing this in the ceiling, how are you getting there? How are you making sure that everyone knows that this is what's happening? Well, I'm hoping that the illusion will also involve a little bit of noise, like the sound, like the illusion mm. will be the sound and the appearance of the ceiling crumbling in here. OK, here, let, let's we'll speed this along a little bit. What I would like to do okay. is continually do minor illusion to distract anybody who might be looking in my direction so that I can essentially get across the room to where my brother and his friends are tied up so that I can hopefully okay. break them loose. Sure, sure. R rather, th okay. rather than cast Minor Illusion 16 times and make you right. listen now to that, me narrate that all makes of that. Sense. <laughs> so why don't you just do one more stealth check? Um, and what I think we can maybe sort of make this look like is perhaps that when you're stealthing around, perhaps you are... Um, as you're hidden, you know, you're like knocking over small rocks or something like that to kind of like make the sound of, you know, something crumbling. Sure. Um, so that people start to look around like, what is that? And then that's how they kind of figure out. So let's do one more self okay. check. Oh, that's um, that's a, a that, that's that's a four uh, plus three. So mm. it's you know, it's hard to move with a taxidermied rat piggybacking on you. OK, well, here's <laughs> what I will do. Just to, just to sort of help out, I will do a, uh, let's do, I'm going to have Riz do an acrobatics check. 
to see if he can do any sort of like thing where he can essentially throw a rock or something like that across the room to also help you out okay. here. And I'll give you, and if he does well enough, I'll give you advantage. Oh, okay. So let's see. Okay, well, he got a 17, so I'm not even going to add anything to that because I, I, because I think that 17 is clearly good enough, especially if a rat can throw a rock halfway across the room. Yeah. Um, a rat who so doesn't have you full mobility. Advantage? <laughs> okay. Yeah. He, you know, perhaps he has a little bit of magic in him as well. Oh, he's got the magic in him. Oh. It's the magic of friendship. Okay. Well, the seven was, was the better one. This time was a two plus three. So um, I think I probably get found out. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So you, you, because you had a good role and then a bad role and he's, you know, he's try- doing his best to help you. You get almost to your brother. And that's when, uh, the person at the podium, um, does turn to you and okay, no, 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 here, here we go. This, this makes more sense. So I think the minor illusion is working. There's kind of some pandemonium. Uh, you've made it most of the way there, right? Because again, you did have a good role and then, uh, Riz, has helped you a, a, a bit. And so what happens is they're all starting to freak out. They think that the cave is sort of falling in and a bunch of them sort of start to run for the door. A bunch of them are trying to gather up as much of their stuff as they can. They're scrambling and you think that this is a perfect opportunity to get to your brother and his two friends. And that is when the only person who is essentially not fooled by this is the uh, the dragon dragonborn well yes the dragonborn who is standing at the podium with the book looks up and looks like from the book and then looks over and down towards you who is trying to crawl directly past him and he definitely just says "Mm, what are you doing i i'm crawling over there Uh, I can see that, but what are you doing? Well, my name is Dr. Pepper, and I'm here to rescue my brother. And I brandish my dagger. Which is, which is like, I mean, it's like maybe a paring knife. It's like, (laughs) it's a pathetic little dagger. For you, for you, right, it would be this, like, compared to like a human, right, like what we would consider a dagger... It is scaled down to you the same size, but then to a dragonborn, it is tiny. Yes, it's it's you know? like an embroidery needle. Um, I also right. do have my my brother's childhood wooden sword or uh, shield, oh, which is right. roughly the size of a salad plate, maybe. Right, <laughs> right. Um, and you know this this dragonborn kind of laughs a little bit. And it is this sort of like deep rumbling laugh, just (laughs) you've got some fire in you. What makes you think that you could defeat the cult of Garfield? Well, I'm I'm not trying to defeat anyone. I just want to bring my brother home. Oh, but your brother has done well, he is he has failed Garfield. He has presented Garfield as a joke, a prankster. Garfield is a way of life. Well, I mean, my understanding is that Garfield is is rather fond of pranksters. Is that not true? 
Oh, no, no. I think that you might have the wrong idea. That is entirely possible. Do you not see that we are preparing for a feast in the name of Garfield? Well, yes, I do see that, but can one not enjoy a feast and also enjoy, you know, what is the word that I'm looking for? God, it just left me. Um, oh man, it's like completely gone. It's word, words are failing me. And, and not, can one not enjoy a feast and also enjoy some, some lively joking? Lively joking. That's colorful of you to think of. But don't you see the dish that we are preparing? Your brother and his three friends. And now you, the three, the four of you. The four of you shall make the meat of this dish quite hearty. Oh, well, that's rather unfortunate. I mean, if you look at me and my brother, at least, we really don't have that much meat on us. And really, you shouldn't eat people. Well, you're not people, are you? You're gnomes. Well, you're not people, are you? You're a dragonborn. I mean, if we're going to play that game, I can do this all day. I suppose that perhaps that could have been racist of me. Yes, I think maybe that could have been extremely racist of you. I would appreciate Hmm. an apology. Garfield apologizes to no one. Are you Garfield? Because I have to admit, I didn't think that, I mean, maybe it's my own misconceptions, and that's probably unfair of me, but I didn't think Garfield was a dragonborn. Roll persuasion. Oh, God. Because I think that, like, (laughs) by now, this guy surely should have attacked you. Yeah, why why am I still, why have I not been stepped on? (laughs) I think there's something about this voice that, like, because it is very endearing, I keep thinking, like, well, I should maybe not strike (laughs) this endearing like even though you're not a child it is because it of the size and height and the sound of the voice it sounds childlike <laughs> so it's very clear that people are like i know you're an adult but <laughs> i'm like a very precocious so... kindergartner um yes exactly <laughs> that was a 13 for charisma okay um i guess i should maybe ugh. i don't know what his christmas saving throw would be so i'm just gonna roll against that and see you are lucky as hell. <laughs> I rolled a 12. Oh, wow. So you just barely rolled past him. So he definitely has been reaching for a very large sword uh, that is hanging off of his back. Um, but, you know, you're kind of giving him some lip and sometimes, a, you know, you say something and then you go, oh, that sounded bad, didn't it? Yeah. That's not at all what I'm, that's not, okay. Let me, and that, you know, people realize, you know, we've all said something out loud that's gone that, that, that surely, no, 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 hang on, let me, let me try that again. So now he's kind of trying, originally he was going to attack you, realizes that he said something that's not okay, and he's trying to run, run it back, because even though he's evil, he's not, you know, cruel, necessarily. Like, he's right. evil, but, like, he's not, he, he attacks and does things, um, he is, you know, like, lawful evil. Sure. Um, uh, so, you know, there's, there's this, a little bit of sense of honor and stuff like that. And so he he stops reaching and he says, I I suppose that perhaps my words were poorly constructed, but why should I allow your brother and his compatriots to go? They have they have made us look foolish. Well, in what way did they make you look foolish? 
We are strong. We are a large and mighty group. Garfield is mighty himself. And they're out here running around and pranking those that we, well, that serve us. Well, do you not think that... Levity! Levity is the word I was looking for before. Jesus, okay. Do you not think that there's room for, for both strength and levity within, within your worship? I mean, I understand that they've perhaps not behaved in a way that is the best. And, I mean, you know, I'll be honest, my family honor is a little bit at stake here, too, because that is certainly not how our parents raised us. But if if I might offer you a compromise, rather than eating us, you know, my my brother and I are actually pretty good cooks, and we make a really, really good vegetarian risotto Is there any way that you would let us join your feast and perhaps help cook for you in a way where you don't need to add, you know, people to the dish, but we could certainly use all of the vegetables and and other things that you have to prepare a delicious meal for you for your religious celebration? Um, roll religion, because, you know, we're talking about sort of the differences of these two religions. Right. Everything like that. Let's see how you do with the religion of your the dog of that his. will eat literally anything it finds on the ground versus the religion of the cat that will only eat certain meats and only if they're prepared to its exacting specifications sometimes. <laughs> Which is exactly what they've been preparing, mm-hmm. by the way. Well, that's a 15 plus two. So that's a 17. That's a 17. Okay. So I think that you definitely know enough about their religion that, you know, um, they are, even though they tend to only really eat one thing, they are, they definitely are uh, empowered and inspired and motivated by by food and by this, essentially this sacrifice. So you have their attention that even though it's not their normal sacrifice, that someone of another religion who understands like the importance of this to them is offering up a different meal, but like being offered to them. So... This dragonborn um, slowly kind of sinks back in his spot. And almost like the Grinch, his heart doesn't necessarily grow three sizes, but it maybe grows one size. And the dragonborn is is a little, you know, stops for a moment and says, If the meal is good, then we will let you live. But if we don't like it, I still reserve the right to eat all four of you. You know what? I think I can live with those terms. And Riz just goes, you can do what with what terms? Uh, But it's too late. (laughs) You've shaken on it. Uh, And so you make the dish. Um, Let's, I'm going to roll uh, like the equivalent of like help out, even though that doesn't exist in this. (laughs) Uh, I want you to roll, what would be a, a food situation you know what medicine i think this is medicine food is you know medicine for for the soul that is true um and conveniently so why don't you roll with medicine <laughs> I, I am good at medicine well normally um normally i'm good at medicine that one well, that was a two now i do have my intelligence and proficiency modifiers but that only gets me to a six so <laughs> I have 16 plus two, so that's 18. So I'm going to consider that like a help out. So why don't you roll one more time? Okay. Was that for Riz? Yeah. Uh, well, for or, Riz and, and, and for the other okay. four. Yeah. The, the other three, I mean. Well, that's a critical failure. Why don't you roll one more time? I just time? remembered why I don't use the pink dice with gold glitter in them. 
they roll bad. Okay, that's an 18 plus so my, it's a, my... That's a dirty 20 right there. The, the meal goes over well, and uh, they actually let you all go. Yay! And we see you with your brother and his two friends who are kind of very sheepishly thankful and very quietly following behind you. Um, and Riz, you all walk off into the sunset. You begin to leave. And uh, this dragonborn you know, is waving goodbye along with the other followers. And uh, as, you know, you sort of get this happy ending, you do hear someone say, Boss, you're really going to just let them go? And he says, Don't be foolish. They made quite a good dish. And from what they said at the table, there's an entire village of people who make food like this. I believe that, um, well, we'll give them a head start. And then, at dawn, we ride for Ludin. Oh, no. I assume I don't hear that. No, of course not. And I think that's a good cliffhanger. Yeah, no, I think that's perfect. So that, that way, potentially, next year, we can ask to come back for the next scramble. Yes. I, I, cause I, that was my thought was, I was like, you know, maybe I was going to have it all come together, but I was like, I actually like this idea of having this once a year, you and yeah. I sit down and continue on the story of one Dr. Pepper. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, so we're, we'll, we'll leave it right there, I think. Um, so let's go ahead and just real quick, do a quick plug one more time for the shows that we're on and where people can find us. Yes. Um, so, Aaron, where can people find you and your shows? Best place to find me is on Twitter. I'm at unabashedly Aaron, and there is a Linktree link in my bio that has links to all of my various shows that I do, um, rather than list them all off now. Right. Smart. And uh, if you want to find me, you can find me at Colin M. Parker. That is C-O-L-I-N-M-P-A-R-K-E-R. Uh, you can also find uh, basically all the podcasts that are on the Scavengers Network at Scavengers Net on Twitter or go to scavengersnetwork.com for more information about the 23 flavors of shows that we have here on Dr. Pepper, I mean, on the Scavengers Network. And uh, again, very big thank you to our inspiration for today, Dr. Pepper. You can follow them on Twitter at D-R-P-E-P-P-E-R. And please let them know that we sent you. Yes. Please everyone tweet to Dr. Pepper and tell them that this episode has inspired you to get a Dr. Pepper of your own and that they should listen to the Scavengers Network and to our shows. Yes. I think that that's a very funny call to action. Uh, so please do that and uh, check out Myth Takes, check out uh, Thanks for the Lyrics, check out uh, Crossroads Minute, check out Apocalypse. Without this network, we wouldn't have a scramble like this, and it's been extremely it fun. It really has. Aaron, thank you so much for joining me on this journey. And I'm really looking forward to potentially coming back and doing more with one Dr. Yes, I thank you so much. This was a blast. And thank you to uh, Side Character Quest for letting us take over for a week. Yeah, thank you, Ty. Thank you, Side Character Quest. This has been a lot of fun. Yes. Um, Okay, and so what's our sign-off that we always say, Aaron? Our sign-off that we always say? Our sign-off. There's there's always always time time for a Dr. Dr. Pepper. Pepper. Perfect. Okay, I'm going to (laughs) stop recording in three, two, one... Thanks to the 
Joy Drops for the use of Not Drunk as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com. You can find us at sidecharacterquest.com, at SCQ Podcast on Twitter, or by email at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. 